Greetings, my intergalactic family. My name's Ricky, and welcome to Ricky's Mysteries and the Supernatural Podcast. We'll talk about everything from UFOs to ancient megalithic sites to Bigfoot and the supernatural. We're going to talk about all of it on this podcast. Now let's all hop on the Tic Tac and let's take a ride down this interdimensional wormhole. All my life I've been fascinated by UFOs and the supernatural, and I never really had a chance to actually see one until the summer of 2013. Well, let's take you back there. Let's take you back to summer of 2013. I was working in the island of Manhattan, New York City. And as I left the building to go have lunch in the park, I looked up in the sky and I thought to myself, I wonder if I'll see a UFO today. And not even kidding, those actual words ran through my mind. And shortly after that, I noticed out of the corner of my eye, up and to the left in the sky was what looked like a white balloon drifting in the sky. And this was a clear blue sky day. Now, things got weird when all of a sudden this object just stopped in the middle of my line of sight and stayed there for a number of minutes. Now, I wasn't the only witness to this. There were several other people around, but I decided that I was going to run inside and grab a camera that was on the desk and bring it back outside to snap a few pictures of it. And I was able to snap six pictures before whatever this object was decided to continue drifting southbound. Now, the interesting thing about this experience is that once I got those pictures onto my computer, converted the photo to black and white, there was between 10 to 14 other objects in that image that I could not see with my naked eye. Now, that's completely out of the ordinary, and I've never, ever seen anything like that before where I've taken a photo of something in the sky and, and other things show up. So I decided to submit the six photos to MUFON. So someone from MUFON actually reached out and called me to ask about the incident. And well, first of all, he asked me if I knew that there was a window on the object, which I had no idea. And that was incredible when he had mentioned that because in the photo, you can kind of see the object, which again, looks like a white balloon with a little black dot in the center. Now that must be what he was talking about. Now he had mentioned that there were other sightings of the same things going on in Chile and Argentina. So he decided to classify it as high strangeness, which is a step down from being full on unidentified. After that, two weeks passed and I would have another sighting, but this time, whatever it was, it was still slightly white, but it was also iridescent. It was almost like a pearl iridescent color and it almost seemed like it was shimmering or if it was reflecting the sunlight somehow you know had a shiny looking surface couldn't tell you whether or not that was being emitted from the object or if it was being reflected off but it was bright going back to the first sighting that was about 10,000 feet up in the air give or take the second sighting was much closer there's a six-story building across the street and this thing was hovering between 150 to 200 feet over the building so I saw this thing and every so often it would shimmer and I said, man, that is unusual. And I went back in the office, I grabbed the camera and came back out and shot like 40 or so photographs of this thing. What's weird about this one is that when I went back and put it on my computer again, in each frame, in each individual image, the object looked like uh, either white or metallic and in each different image, 
the object change shape. It splits apart. It almost, the, the way that I can de best describe it is if it was a ball of mercury that was splitting apart and coming back together and various different shapes and forms. Now that was, that was very unusual. And I submitted that one to MUFON, but I never heard back about it because I, the only thing that I can assume is that they saw that I had reported something within two weeks of one another and that it was bogus, but I never heard back about that one. So after those two incidents, I made what's called a photo mosaic where I cropped and cut each individual image of the object and put them next to one another in sequence so that you can see how after you know each photograph which there must have been a matter of seconds between each photograph you can see how this object changes into several different things and even changes color now you can you'll be able to see that on youtube instagram uh anywhere that i can put those photos up you're sure to see them this incident in particular still completely baffles me because it looked completely different with my naked eye than it did in the photographs because the whole time that I was looking at it with my naked eye it looked like one solid object. Now you go back into those photos and you can clearly see that this object, whatever it is, split itself apart and put itself back together in a number of unusual ways. I mean, it almost looks like art. It almost looks like abstract art. And this was in the sky, no more than 200 feet over, over a building and, uh, you know, 200 feet over a building in Manhattan. It's just completely unbelievable. Now, that wouldn't be the last time that I'd see a UFO in the city. And the last one that I'll talk about today, because it was just, you know, to this day, to this day, I feel like this incident is really what became the driving force to do this podcast because it was so unbelievable. It was so far beyond anything that you can imagine um, that I still have questions about it. I have questions about not only what it was, but existential questions like, why are we here? And why was I given the opportunity to see this thing? So now I'll tell the story the third story of the of the series of three stories I was going to tell you today about my personal encounters with UFOs. So the third incident happened in 2016. I was jogging back from the gym, as I usually did. So I would jog to the gym and I would jog back. Now, on this particular day, I was jogging back from the gym. And as I was jogging across Adam Clayton Powell... I look right over the roof line of this building and I, I thought, I wonder how this would have been to live in the 1930s. And over the top of the building, I see these, what looked like pigeons flying over the building. And then the next thing I know is that they're coming down towards the sidewalk. And when I start looking at it more closely, I noticed that these weren't birds. I said, it looks like a sheet of fabric. And it was a very light uh, between a pink and a burgundy color. Now, next thing I know, now this is where things get weird. This is where things get weird, okay? This object was made up of three objects that were floating around one another. 
So the best way that I can describe this to you is imagine, okay, imagine a dinner plate that's in the shape of a clover leaf. I don't know if our listeners have seen a clover, but just Google an image of a clover. Now what this looked like, for lack of a better explanation, was like a three-leaf clover without the center part connecting the three leaves, but the three leaves were floating independently next to one another. And these leaves were about one and a half to two feet in diameter each, and were no more than an inch thick. So as soon as this thing got into street level, it was only floating about a couple of inches off the ground. And as it passed by me, 30 feet away, no, I mean, this must have, this couldn't have been more than 30 feet away from me. And I had a clear view. It was almost as tall as I was, and I'm six feet tall. So here are these three objects floating next to one another. And in unison, they began to rotate ever so slowly in a clockwise direction as they are passing by me. So it's rotating and traveling horizontally at the same time. Each individual leaf on this clover was not rotating. They were all rotating at the same time. So it was like one object. It was almost like a windmill. My mind was completely blown by what I was witnessing. Because as soon as this thing passed by, it tilted maybe at a 45 degree angle and started going back up into the sky where it kept on going up and up and up and up until it must have been around, again, maybe 10,000 feet. And I saw what looked like static or kind of like TV snow, you know, from a channel that's not working and on kind of like a darker blue background. Very bizarre. And I'm just, here I am looking at this thing. I'm in the middle of Adam Clayton Powell and I'm looking around me, seeing if anyone had was witnessing what I had just witnessed. And lo and behold, there was no one. There was no one around. And I'm just looking at this thing. Now, I, I have no idea whether or not that object has any relation to the other two objects that I saw previously. But I had to say that out of the three that I'm telling you about today, because there's more, out of the three that I've been telling you about today, this is still the one incident that I have no answers for. I have no idea what it could possibly be. I have no idea how this thing could possibly work. I have no idea about the behavior that it exhibited, the movement that it exhibited. I have no answers. In fact, for a while there, I thought I was crazy. I I swear that I thought that I was going crazy because I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. It was like if you had made a CGI UFO or a CGI object that looked kind of weird and scary. That particular incident left me with a ton more questions and answers. And to this day, to this day, I have no idea what I saw. And it's still very disturbing to me. I mean, it was amazing and it was disturbing at the same time and somewhat frightening. You know, because the simplicity of this object, like there was no visible signs of a seam or uh, rivets or uh, 
exhaust uh, vents or intake or or anything. It was just plain. And it was the, the color, like I had mentioned before, was a cross between pink and burgundy. And I, you know, just the fact that this thing could have potentially tr- uh, morphed as well, uh, totally possible, because the way that it came over the building, unless it was using some kind of cloaking device, which you know, could have been very well possible. I did not see that come over the building, but when it came down to street level and I finally had a chance to kind of focus in on it, it was three separate objects. Okay. That were moving in unison and just passed right by me and then went back up into the sky. I cannot explain to you all the emotions that witnessing that makes me feel it makes me feel wonder makes me feel scared and i've only shared this with a very few people but i feel like maybe someone else may have had similar experiences and maybe someone else is out there that can corroborate this now the most unfortunate part of the story is that i did not have a camera with me and i did not have my cell phone in my hand um it all happened so fast and i was so shocked by what I was looking at that I couldn't do anything except look at this thing. The whole incident from start to finish probably took, so from the time it went from the top of the building down to street level, crossed next to me, and then went back up in the sky, must have taken no more than 10 seconds, 10 to 15 seconds max. And it's just unbelievable. I was watching some one of the million Amazon documentaries on UFOs, which, you know, some are hit or miss, but as they were flashing through images that people had drawn of their own sightings, I saw a picture, a hand-drawn picture of exactly what I saw. This person drew three clover-shaped objects fairly close to one another without anything holding it together, and they made three arrows that indicated the clockwise rotation, which I was like, bingo, someone else has seen it. Now, I don't remember what documentary that was, and I wish I did. But what I do remember is that in that particular documentary, they didn't go into who had actually seen that object. It was just a flash of a, you know how they do like an artist rendering of whatever it is object that they saw. So that was kind of what it was. But the whole point being that someone else saw this thing. So I wouldn't be a bit surprised if someone else out there in the world has seen this. And if you have, please do not hesitate to reach out to rickysmysteries at gmail.com and tell me about what you've seen. And we may even interview on our show so that you can share your story with other believers all around the world. In closing today's episode, I just want to say that My goal with this podcast is to make this an open forum for people who have had experiences like mine to come and share them and to not be afraid of any kind of ridicule. We live in a world where there are endless possibilities. And just because you haven't seen something personally doesn't mean that it's not there or that it's not real. I remember recently, that's Petey saying goodnight. Petey's the parakeet that flew in my window, my bathroom window when I used to live in New York City back in the days. So he says goodnight. So I just wanted to end with a short story about something that happened recently. I went to the bookstore of a, of a local library and I was stocking up on 
all sorts of books. And as I was looking for books on Bigfoot, I approached one of the librarians and I said, excuse me, miss, I know this is going to sound a little far out, but where can I find books on Bigfoot? She kind of chuckled and she said, over in the fairy tale section, to which I responded. And this is thanks to a close friend, Tony, who had said the same exact quote I'm about to give you. I told her, it's only a fairy tale until you've seen it with your own two eyes. And she kind of acknowledged that that was the truth of the matter. And so I want to ask our listeners to do something. This is going to be a little experiment because I'm curious about this because I did this myself and I got some very interesting answers from people. So this is what I want you to do. Ask your friends, your family, uh, you know, people that you trust, if they or anyone that they know has had an unusual experience. Now this can be UFO related, it can be paranormal related, it can be supernatural related, it can be a sighting of a cryptid, you know, it could be even an abduction story, a ghost story, anything. I want you to ask around because I can almost guarantee you, I can almost guarantee you that you will find someone that has a story that will totally change your perceptions of everything, that will totally blow you away. Just thought I'd mention that. So go out and do your homework. Go ask around and see if anyone that you know has had any mysterious or supernatural happenings. And if they want to share those stories uh, with us here on Ricky's Mysteries, feel free to give them our email address, uh, rickysmysteries at gmail.com. R-I-C-K-Y-S-M-Y-S-T-E-R-I-E-S at gmail.com. And we'll do our best to follow up and even potentially have you on the show for an interview. So I think that'll wrap up our first episode of Ricky's Mysteries and the Supernatural. You can catch us every week on all the top podcast platforms. We all also have pages on YouTube and Instagram at Ricky's Mysteries. Our Twitter handle is at UFO Stargate and our Patreon is patreon.com backslash Ricky's Mysteries if you like the show and would like to support it. You'd also be supporting the two cryptids that live here. And in our next episode, we'll have the host of The Witching Hour with Carrie and share her stories with us. And following the series on UFOs, we are going to dive deep into ancient megalithic structures, which could very well be in your own backyard. So stay tuned, and I look forward to seeing everyone on the next episode of Ricky's Mysteries and the Supernatural. Until next time, go out there and seek the truth. (laughs) 